Welcome to another episode of the Gaslighting Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, John Jamingo, the Charlie Brown of podcasting. And alongside of me, my slightly droopy, sad co-host, Devin Necker. Devin, rough week, buddy? I, I don't know if I'm more angry or more sad. It's crazy. Women. All anger. Can't live with them, can't live without them. I remember my dad... And, dude, both options suck. <laughs> I remember my dad said to me one day, if they didn't have pussies, we'd hunt them for fun. <laughs> dad, who was... He was quite the philosopher. So, hey, dude, I, listen, I understand. I've been through this. I, I've walked the path that you're walking right now. I've had a very... Uh, oh, geez. Shall we say active dating life with all kinds of shit that's going on i could go into some of that but i mean yeah i've been through it too like throughout uh in my later years of high school i was in and out of relationships constantly just nailing everything that i could find did you ever come home from work one day and find your apartment completely cleaned out through the only thing was oil was a tv on a milk crate and your bedroom set well uh right now uh <laughs> after having a knife pulled on me Nice again at 26. So hey, man, I'm living the life. Well, listen, I I was stabbed in the back with a car key once, and I wasn't sure if she had a knife or not. So I do understand what you're talking about. Jesus Christ, man. I <laughs> this will be the bitches be crazy episode of Gaslight. For what this was going to be normal. What the show? No, I mean my relationship. Oh, and then it just... Oh, my God. Listen, it's never, never normal. No. Like, I slightly prepared myself for it, because I could tell. I could see it in her eyes. I, I, again, I don't know if what you want to get into. I, uh, You know, it's very, very uh, tough uh, when, you're, when you're... So here's the thing. Is your girlfriend living in the house? She is still currently here, yes. Oh, she's still there. Oh, yes. Jesus Christ. All right, well, well, I mean, I, she's not here right now. She's at work. I understand that, but she's still living in the house. Yes. All right. Are you sleeping in separate rooms? No. She's still sleeping in the bed. Yes. Ow. Okay. Well, well, it's not that bad. I thought she up and left. No, I mean, she did for like 12 hours, man. Oh, oh this is nothing. This oh, is just a bump in the road. Come on. I thought yeah, you know what? It probably is. It probably is just a bump in the road. So she pulled a knife on you? Uh yeah, and like actually kind of uh stuck it at my leg a little bit and was just like, You really want me to stab you? A little bit. I mean, how much Yeah, <laughs> no, I can feel the point. <laughs> and I'm did, just like, I, I don't care. Did you get the point? All right. All right, I'm gonna sh I'm gonna victim shame you right now. What did okay. you do? To make your wonderful girlfriend pull a knife on you. Uh, I don't know if I did it. I think alcohol did it. Well, okay. We cannot blame alcohol because that's a choice that you made. That's not me. I'm not talking about myself. Oh, she had yes. alcohol. Oh, she was okay. She was a little tipsy-turvy. I get it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then the argument kept going on. Like, it was ridiculous. So how this all started, we had a couple friends over. Everything was going fine. Everyone was, you know, joking around, having fun. Drinking, yeah. little this, little that. 
Yeah, two okay. of my friends left. And then there were still two more left. All right. And she goes running into the bedroom, and it sounds like she slipped and fall, so I went and checked on her. Like a gentleman? And that's... I don't know why it triggered all hell breaking loose. Well, what happened when you got in there? See, I feel that there's details missing because right now you sound like a prince. Uh, no, I, I'm not a prince. I'm an asshole. So you went in and then did you walk? Did you go in the door and go, what the fuck is going on? What was that noise? Is that what you did? Uh, it, something like that. See, <laughs> I would say that this is your first mistake. And I'll break in your balls right now. Because no, and I was like joking around the entire time, too, which I also don't understand. Well, like, again, sometimes alcohol clouds the judgment. Also true. So you don't really know what happened. You know, you don't know or, or if he came off. I, You know, sometimes I do the same thing. I, I just make a joke. It doesn't go doesn't go over well. I mean, I could be sober and don't recognize when I'm coming off as... An asshole? The worst asshole. Okay. All right. So, did she fall down? Did she break something? What happened next? No, no. She got... Uh, she had fell, fallen down. I think okay. she slipped on, like, some socks or something. Oh, Who knows? Did, did we, the socks that you left on the floor? <laughs> yeah, sure, man. <laughs> the hamper's right there. Oh, my God. I don't understand stop. why you can't... You can put it next to the hamper, but you can't put it in the hamper? Oh, God. I try not to go crazy sometimes. So, I remember that uh, was dating this woman, mm. and it was her birthday, and it was like a... Either it was a Monday or a Sunday night, and I had to go to work the next day, and it was after 12 o'clock, and since it was her birthday, she was inebriated. Oh, boy. And it was snowing outside. There was snow on the road. Mm -hmm. And I just, she said she wanted to stay at her mother's house, which was right up the road. And I said, okay, I will, if you want, I'll drive you there. I'll take you there. So I know you're there. All right. I just want to make sure you're back home safe. I don't know what's going on. She was not. She was really, really drunk. Right. Apparently, I took her out of there when she still wanted to stay and close the place. I mean, it wasn't bad enough that she was already Fucking, you know, just almost blackout drunk. Just gone. I'm trying to be the protector, trying to be the man, trying to, you know. So I said, come on, let's go and we'll get in the truck. And then she starts yelling at me because, you know, I didn't have to go home with you. I could have stayed there. I said, they're all drinking. I don't understand why you want to drive home. I said, you don't want to drive home drunk or be in a right. car with someone that's dr that drove home drunk. So we're driving and I don't something. I don't know what happened. I, something was said, I can't remember what it was, and there was an empty Pepsi bottle on the front oh, seat of my truck. And this was back when Pepsi bottles were glass. Oh, God. And she picked that thing up and threw it off. Of, all I saw, because I was looking forward, all I saw was a white fucking flash. And she hit me with this bottle, not once, but twice. It never broke, thank God. And then she's like, let me out of the truck. Well, at that point, I'm like, bitch. <laughs> pulled over and said, get the fuck out. And her sister was behind us in the car, and I watched her get in the car and all. And then after that, that was the that was the end of that. And 
You know, my problem was I like women a little crazy. They're fun. Yeah, uh, I think I got an issue with that, too. Yeah, crazy's fun. I mean, you know, they're they're up for things. They're wild. It's fun. You know, crazy's fun every once in a while. But then and when, when everything when everything is fine, it's fucking awesome. It is. And then the then crazy wave happens. <laughs> then it's not. And there's nothing you can do about it. No. I Actually, I can think of one inflammatory statement I may have made that night. Oh, boy. Uh, she was, like, joking around, talking shit about herself or whatever, and was just like, well, I'm going to go to New Mexico and hopefully get kidnapped. I was just like, if you get kidnapped, I guarantee they'll bring you back. Oh. <laughs> That's not really that bad. No, it's not. It's not that bad. But, again, it might have been hurtful. It might have been hurtful that, you know... I mean, I can understand why it would be taken that way with my tone of voice most of the time. Well, you're basically saying that kidnappers wouldn't want her. Oh, no. Immediately after that, she fires into, oh, so now I'm worthless? (laughs) And I'm just like, oh, God, here we go. You just say, I'm joking. Of course kidnappers would want you. I tried saying that. And that's when she took my car keys. She took them? Yeah. Why? Well, she was leaving? Like, she was moving too fast. I couldn't keep up with her. Oh, okay. And she actually got into the car. I almost got hit by my own vehicle. Yeah. Also, that's very cool. That's not fun. <laughs> but she ended up just going around the block and coming back. <sighs> so I'm just like, is this just some attention thing? I think that her feelings were hurt. I think you were insensitive. Oh, please. Don't you fucking do this she to me. Felt that she felt that you were being insensitive, and you hurt her feelings, and, you know, her feelings are uh, they're valid, is what okay, I'm trying to say. What about mine? Oh, you're a man. Your feelings don't matter. Oh, yeah. I forgot they don't matter. We don't have feelings. Oh, we, yeah. We take our feelings, we stuff them down. I'm just a rock. That's it. We're supposed to put up, pay up, shut up. That's what men do. And man, this shit sucks. It's not fun being man, although... No, it's not. The great thing is we get to stand up to pee. That's a good thing. Dude, I cannot imagine. Like, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I have been lazy and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to sit down and piss. I don't care. But the convenience of just being able to piss outside. So today I had to go for um, this therapy thing. What they do is they massage your uh, leg. I have a problem with a swollen leg and they massage it what it does is it pushes this fluid back up into your system so by the time you get home you have to pee so i come flying in here and i'm like i don't know if i'm going to make it and there's a field right next to me so what i did was i go screaming over there i jump out of the truck and i just you know just pull my pants down and pee it's like a big old-fashioned like 15 year old arc Oh, boy. And I'm thinking to myself, thank God I'm a guy. Thank God. Because could you imagine if you had to squat down, not piss on your underwear, then try to figure out something to wipe your twat with? That's got to be horrible. And, like, embarrassing, especially when you do it around, like, family members. Speaking of another date that I was on one time, I was up in Oh, boy. (laughs) I moved to a new area, and they said, oh, you know what? We're going to fix you up with this girl. And she was, like, strawberry blonde. She had this crazy eye makeup on her. She was a little bit goth back in the day. So we're going, Crazy. To, we're going to go to a Phillies game. So back then, you used to put beer in the car and just drive down. And I wasn't drinking. The three of them were drinking. So it was two mm. people I worked with that were dating and then this girl and me. So we drive down to Philly. It's about an hour ride. So we get to the stadium parking lot. And I don't know this girl. I just met her. She get in the car. It was a blind date, basically. 
Right. We get out of the car and I go, okay. And I walk around and I get out of the car. And she goes, hold on, cover me. And I go, cover you? And with that, she drops her pants and pisses right in the parking lot. I could never be with a woman like that. I'm telling you, I was never so turned on in my entire life. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong? Oh, okay, I can understand why you would be. All right. I'm just saying, I mean, that's a little crazy, right? I'm thinking to myself, if a chick is going to pull down her pants in the first meeting and pee in front of you, she's pretty much down for anything. Uh, okay, that you are 100% correct about. Just saying. So here, and again, I get, I'm get i getting information secondhand from my co-host, who was worried about you, kind of, sort of. And, you know, I reached out to you. Hey, buddy, here, you're having a bad week. You know, if you want to talk. Because I thought she just done moved out. Like, I thought she was gone, gone. I thought so, too. Okay. So she came back, and so you guys are basically making up. Uh, yeah. All right, so it's over. For now. Okay. Until it happens again, because I know it will. Oh, of course it will. Here's the thing. It all comes down to communication. You have to communicate. What are you feeling? Why are you feeling? What did I do? Okay, I did this. Maybe I shouldn't have done this. You got, it's got to be communication. If, if you're going to take a stand or, and I'm going to say this to her if she ever listens to this, men don't know what you're thinking. Sometimes you think that we should know what you feel. We don't. We don't. We don't have a clue. Most of the time, 95% of the time, we don't even know how we feel. No. Exactly. Mostly it's just anger. Yes. Men have two feelings, uh, happiness and anger. Well, we have a bunch of emotions, but we only show two, happiness and anger. That's all we show. Well, back in the day, I don't know about these new soy boys and shit. I, they might have all kinds of emotions. I have no idea. <laughs> God, I saw a guy on TikTok the other day. I guess his girlfriend broke up with him, and somehow he was on. You know how you scroll. I sometimes I'll scroll for hours on TikTok. Oh boy, I'm scrolling, and all of a sudden you hear the music, and the guy's got tears in his eyes, and it's like I said something in his girlfriend. I'm like, why? Okay, first of all, why are you recording this, and why are you putting it on the internet? Yeah, and you're putting out because do you think that it's going to show your sensitive side and some other broad's going to see this and say oh my god what oh a my sense uh, he actually shows his emotions right they don't want that they no, want they a never bad, do they want a bad boy they want a bad boy they want a guy that's going to protect them basically they want shit that actually doesn't exist they're looking for a unicorn and right they're not out there no absolutely not men are basically fuck-ups you want a guy that's sweet a guy that's tough, a feminist who likes to pay for stuff. The kind of guy that gets along with your friends without being attracted to any of them. A good boy, a bad boy, a good bad boy, a half good, half bad, half boy. Loves your brother sensitive but not weekend. Is a great lover, calls your mother on the weekend. Now you might think that this guy only exists in your mind. But guess what? You're right. If you want love, Lower your expectations a few Because Prince Charming would never settle for you If you want love Just pick a guy and love him And if he's got a thing for feet Say fuck it, sweep me off him Now It's not that hard oh, Like most guys will just settle with anything Like your average dude will just Be like, you know what, yeah, this is A constant, unless it's too crazy 
Now, I, I think you have to have a physical attraction to somebody. Well, of course, of that, too. But, I mean, I know you have ended up with something at the end of the night that you did not... Uh... Honest to God, I wasn't one of those guys that would, like, do a pickup a one Oh, really? No, no, I was more huh. of a... I worked at, like, a relationship. I never really was one of those guys that were, like, a hit it and quit it. Okay. I've, I've had some dates that I thought were going to go further, and apparently I didn't perform too well. I don't know, and I never <laughs> heard from them again. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's not a race. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> so, so do you know who Dave Portnoy is? I've heard the name before. All right. So Dave Portnoy is the CEO of Barstool Sports. And now everything comes rushing back. I know exactly who this is. And have you heard about what's going on with him? No. Uh, recently, no. Okay. So recently, so Dave Portnoy, he started out as kind of like, he's a frat boy, grown up. He's a CEO. He's a multimillionaire. He runs Barstool. Yeah, he's a cool guy. You would say he's a cool guy. I look at this guy and I think he's a douche. I mean, I, I think the same thing. Okay, but so when you guys look at guys and you can see what they are, whether a good guy or a bad guy, and this guy, he's very full of himself. He, you know, he basically uses, he loves, you know, young women. He's 43, he dates women in their 20s. And women love to slide into his DMs. Oh, no. Oh, yes. And, uh, and then he will do, so, you know, he is not shy. He will tell them, hey, listen, you want to hook up? I'll send you where you live. I'll send you a first-class plane ticket. You can come out to my house in here in the in the Hamptons or, I don't know, Nantucket or wherever he lives. Uh, David, this is what you get for Call Her Daddy. David? Who's David? David Portnoy. Am I losing my mind here? Oh, my God. It may be. I Hang on. I got to take a look. <laughs> you were just talking about him. Fucking Bob on the other board. He... Dave Portnoy. It is Dave. You said David. Oh, uh, yeah. I just wanted to say his full name so he know he would know I was right. serious. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. So he sends this 20-something-year-old a first-class plane ticket. She comes out. No fucking way. So there's, they, go, they go to the house. He's a multimillionaire. I don't know if they have dinner or something. They hook up. Well, apparently, Dave, uh, he likes a little rough in the bedroom. Like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. He roughed her up. He spit in her mouth. Exactly. As soon as I heard spit in her mouth, I was like, you filthy motherfucker. Okay, listen, I like, you know, a little bit of different shit in the bedroom, but I will not be spitting in anyone's mouth, nor will I be receiving spit. And apparently he, he uh, choked her and humiliated her and he videotaped her during this whole thing. And okay, she, this is the first night. This is the first night. Don't you think you want to, you know, wait it out a little bit? I'm not into anything like that. But if I was, you know, the first night, be cool, and then try to introduce it to see if she was into anything like right, that. Right, exactly. Like you can't just assume someone's going to be getting into choke slammed. But Dave here knows that this is going to be a one-night thing or a weekend thing, so he doesn't give a shit, and he oh paid boy. for a first-class ticket, so he's going to choke this bitch. She didn't like it. She ended up staying three days. They never had sex again. She slept on a couch, and then she left. You know, I am so glad that I don't have money like this. Money does corrupt if you have a lot of money. But see, 
all it does is it enhances your real personality. In my humble opinion, Dave Portnoy is a piece of shit. All right? right. He's just a frat boy, piece of shit, uses people. He, I don't know what you would call that, narcissist, psychopath, whatever it is. I mean, I'm no armchair psychologist, so I'm not going to go into any of that. Again, That's a- this is just me listening to him during the whole call her daddy incident when they were having negotiations and shit like that. It's just his fault at the end of the day. He's the one that gave them the money. So Right, but again, did he do anything wrong? I mean, he... No. She slid into his DMs. They had a chat. You know, he bought her a ticket. She flew over. Everything was consensual until, I guess, it got rough, a little too rough for her. I mean, when you first hook up with somebody, do you think you're going to need a safe word? Uh, negative. Right. Now she's come forward, and now th- two other people, two other people have come forward and apparently are, are wow. saying the same thing. He's never been charged with sexual assault. He's never been charged with rape or anything like that. And he says that everything's consensual. But in this time of hashtag me too, right. I think that you almost have to get something signed. Do you no. actually have to get like, hey, listen, we're going to have sex and I'm going to need you to sign this release that you're, you know, that you're okay with this. But even I'm- then, even then, once she says no, no means no, and it has to stop. Yeah. There was another comedian. I can't think of his name. He's, he's American, but he's from Middle Eastern descent. And same thing. Hooked up with this girl. They started making out. Things like that. He put his fingers in her mouth. And I don't know. Apparently, there was a, a shenanigans that ensued. And she didn't like it either. And then she came out with this. And he's like, I didn't know. I didn't, you know, you never said anything. <laughs> Should have said something. Why are you just sticking your fingers in her mouth? Again, what are we kink shaming here? Uh, no, I think money just empowers people. Like I said, it just enhances your original personality. So you can just be like, yeah, I can just grab her by the pussy. Everything's fine. Right. Grab her like the president, like 45. Just grab her by the pussy. Pick her up like a six pack. <laughs> Everything's on the table. I don't know. What do you want from me? So uh, oh. it sounds like things are on the men with you. And your girl, which is good. I'm glad. I like her. She seems like she's nice. No, I do. I mean, I love her. So. Right. You'll know when it's time. <laughs> She'll know when it's time. I, I do, uh, yeah. If it was done, I think it'd be done. Done, done. And I'd probably this trailer would end up like in, at the end of an Eminem song. <laughs> On fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you kind of ruined the rest of the show. I thought we were going to have a little session. I thought I was going to be able to give you some advice, you know, fatherly advice. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm still always open to that well, because it's hey, just you're, you're back this together. is the you know the real first time I've lived with a girl. Yeah, might not be the last. No, just, I know it, it won't be. You're still young. Yeah, uh, I am fucking twenty six, and I think my life is over. And your girl is how many years younger than you? Uh, she's twenty one. Yeah, I did that. About five years apart and stuff like that. There's almost a generational thing. And it, I haven't explained there that. Really, there really is. You would think five years wouldn't be that big of a deal. But at your age, it is kind of a bigger deal as far as maturity and stuff like that. Not that you're mature. but No, sa- I know I'm not. Right. But what I'm saying is, you know, as, you, as she gets older, she'll get more mature. We'll go from there. All right. So today I happened on to your show with your other co-host... Oh, boy. 
And you were talking about a band. Oh, yeah. Event Sevenfold? <laughs> what did I call it? Event Sevenfold? Yeah, you called it Event Sevenfold. Maybe I, I did say it wrong. I know I have well, speaking issues sometimes. But yeah, no, it's Avenge Sevenfold. One of my all-time favorite bands. I have seen them live like eight times. All right. So what I'm going to do is... Oh, look, here it is. Avenge Sevenfold. I'm trying to so say, what's one of your favorite songs from them? Uh, probably one of their older songs, like Bat Country. Bat Country. Bat. That's what I said. Bat. See, I have uh, a problem. I you said bad. Hang on. So let me bring up Event, Evenge, not Event, Evenge Sevenfold, because I've never heard of this band before. So I mean, I just, they're like dad rock now. I mean, like for me anyways. It is? Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, from 2009. Oh my God, all the way back in 2009? And that, I mean, that's old for me at this point. I can already tell you're just like, what the fuck is this? I'm taking it in. Hang on. It's like <laughs> fine wine. I'm swirling it around. I'm giving it a sniff. My initial reactions is this is like the Beastie Boys of Rock. I mean, there's other bands like them, like, you know, Five Finger Death Punch. I The only song that I really like from Five Finger Death Punch is Bad Company because they just do the remix. Uh, of do, their, their cover of Bad Company is solid. Absolutely. I hate when people shit on it. I'm just like, I actually kind of like this a little bit more than the original. It's not. Yeah, it's not bad. I like the energy a bit more. I didn't know Delvin Cox was in the video. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Delvin. If you go to the video, it's 53 seconds in. <laughs> uh, I, I forgot how ridiculous these music videos used to be. Well, again, it used to be. It's not even really that old. So, again, there's like a lot of chicks and bras and stuff like that. And these are bros. This is like the rock of Dave, Dave Portnoy. <laughs> it's not bad. I mean, it's it's more of a, a hard rock kind of rage rock. I, I'm, I think Avenged Sevenfold actually falls into what's called new metal, which is, you know, Five Finger as well. Uh, and, you know, Disturbed. I like Disturbed. I, I like Disturbed a lot as well. Mm -hmm. Now, we were talking again on your show today. You were talking about a band called Dire uh, Straits. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know them. You don't know them? <laughs> I've never heard a single Dire Straits song. They came out with an album. I think it was called. It's not Money for Nothing, but it, I can't remember the name of the album. Uh, I think it might have been the first one. And I thought there wasn't a bad song on the whole album. Let me see if uh, I can. That's how I feel about uh, Green Day's Dookie. I like. Yeah. I don't think I don't think there's a single bad song on that album either. 
I'm trying to see if they have, I'm trying to remember if I can find one that I like here. All right, so here's one that I like. It's called Espresso Love, and this is Dire Straits. And let's see if I can get through it. Oh, is it going to be a video? Is it going to be a commercial? Oh, it's a, it's a concert one. I love the 80s garb. This doesn't the singer look a little bit like Colin? <laughs> a wee bit, probably about the the same uh, singing ability as well. No, so you're not I'm, a big fan. I, I'm sure if you showed me like the regular version, I would have uh, you know appreciated that more because yeah. I was just like, this is kind of yeah. And I, again, like I've seen Ozzy Osbourne live, and he has more energy than this. Yeah, you know who I saw live that was really amazing. I thought wouldn't mm. be better live than he was in studio is Meatloaf. Oh, the, that dude's voice is ridiculous. I don't know. It, it, sometimes people really do well live, and sometimes they don't. Yeah, uh, I think, like I said, I think you have to be in the mood for it. It's definitely different. It's not going to be the same that, as it is Oh, of course off not. The It's album, always going to be different. Yeah, so I, I'm a big Dire Straits fan. There's a lot of music that they have that I really like. And it's funny because you don't think about a band like Dire Straits until somebody, you know, says something. Oh, Dire Straits. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, I still right. love Making Movies was the name of the album. That, that, that was the one that I, I, must, I must have played it for forever. I mean, there wasn't to me, there wasn't a bad song on the whole album. But you know what's really weird? And I what's don't that? know. It's back in the day when you were driving in your car, you either had a cassette or an 8-track. So you yes. basically played one song after another after another. You didn't. So now, when once it was uh, music got digitized, and you could take an MP3 and put it on your computer, and then when we first started this, you would burn a CD with like sixteen songs of your favorite. You would take all your all your CDs that you bought, and you would upload them to your computer. Yep, and then burn them onto those said CDs, and right. you would listen to those CDs over and over and over again. Right, before that happened, you would have to, you know, have a cassette or CD yeah. player in your car, and you would listen to the whole CD. So then, you you know, the other songs on the CD, you would become a fan of, or right. not. But, so that was one for me. That was one where I could I could play every song on the album and enjoy every song. I don't think you have that anymore. I mean, it's everything's instant gratification. You can go. Oh right yeah, to, no, you can just go straight on to Spotify and listen to just whatever you want. Make up a playlist. Yeah. Hit hit shuffle. It's uh, yeah, it's actually pretty cool. I I, I mean, it's amazing. It, people say to me, "Oh, I would like. I wish I could go back to the '80s or '90s." I'm like, "No, you, you don't. No, you don't, because there was back then. You had a beeper. People would beep you with a right. phone number, and then you had to find a payphone and call them." It was fucked up. I remember when my stepdad had a pager, and I would never seen a man start to begin to melt down more when it started to go off. Well, when I first started in the elevator business, that's what you had. You had a pager. Right. 
and they would page you. And if they paged to 911, that meant there was an entrapment. So you had to get to a phone right away to find out where the fuck entrapment was. And then you had to go immediately go get them out of the, out of the elevator. Yeah, no, my stepdad was a, uh, unless he retired, I'm not sure yet, but um, he was a uh, an apartment repair manager, basically. Oh, yeah. So. Somebody got a cat stuck in a garbage disposal. He had to go get it he's out. He's on call. He was on call most yeah. of the goddamn time. Dude. I completely understand why he was the way he was now. Well, what happens is when you have a job with responsibility, you know, where you have to do something, you have to go, you have to go. Right. And it sucks. I would get calls all hours of the night. Something would happen. And they're like, okay, you know, this elevator in this hospital shut down. And it's the one that they use to go to the operating room. So you got to go over there right away and get it fixed. Fuck. Dude, I had something happen to me. It was very traumatic. What was that? I stopped to get something to eat and going through the drive-thru. And when I got my soda, they gave me a paper straw. No fucking way. The first paper fucking straw I got in New Jersey, and I got it here. And I looked at the lady, and I said, don't tell me that this is the new thing, because I'll stop buying sodas. Don't I will stop buying sodas if you start giving me a paper straw. Fuck that shit. Yeah, I would much rather be driving with my cup open and drinking out of the cup than than drinking with a paper fucking straw. It's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Fuck those turtles and fuck the environment. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, oh, they, 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 the plastic straws, they, they don't, they go into the landfill. Grind them motherfuckers up. I don't understand when people say like, uh, oh, we got to get off this planet. We got to populate Mars. And I'm just like, why? Well, right now they're saying that uh, there's a big problem out in the ocean with pollution. And guess what it's from? What? Masks. Amazing. And their masks are getting, they're going out in the ocean and floating around in the ocean. And next thing you know, you're going to see a fucking turtle with a mask wrapped around its head. And then I guess we're not going to be able to use masks anymore. Uh, No, everyone will probably think it's a meme and not take it seriously. So I guess my next question to you is. What's that? When do the righteous strike down the evil? When is that going to happen? I think it's on a very slow, like, warm up. What is it going to take? Because I have a new theory. Okay. The theory from the left is that all United States institutions are systemically racist. And I used to say, that's bullshit. They are not. But now right. I've changed my mind. They are uh-huh. systemically racist. They are absolutely st- systemically racist. But they're racist against white people. And they're also against anybody... That does not follow the government or the woke people. Case in point. So I'm sure one of those things that fall into that is the uh, the critical race theory thing. Well, first of all, they said the, all we want to do is be able to teach black history. That's bullshit. You're lying. We don't care if you teach black history. We want, we want history to be taught. Yeah. We want to know what happened back then. That's fine. What we don't want is you sitting there telling the white kids that they're oppressors because of the color of their skin and the black kids that they're oppressed because of the color of their skin. Like, I remember being taught in elementary school how what a pleasant event Thanksgiving was. Yes. And then I found out what actually went on like way later in my life about Christopher Columbus. 
Well, Christopher Columbus didn't start Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving started up in the northeast of uh, the United States. Christopher Columbus basically came over to the Caribbean and down south. He wasn't up here. Yeah, he went down south and downsized. Yeah, well, when is it that there <laughs> there hasn't been a rock in the same place for five minutes since civilization started? No, basically. there hasn't. I mean, if you go back into history and find out, and like the Christians were always at the war with the Muslims, and then the Christians would win, and then all of a sudden the Muslims would come back and they would win. and Yeah, like the Holy Crusades. Yeah, the Holy Crusades, and then... Absolutely terrible events. Yeah, then we came over here, and God, hey, guess what? We had better weapons than the Indians. And you had the Aztecs and Mayans doing human sacrifices. Yeah, they, they, would, th they would throw people into fucking volcanoes and shit. Right. It was crazy. And now to just sit there and say, well, the white people, just because we won, now all of a sudden we're the bad guys? Get the fuck out of here. So did you see this new thing from Microsoft? Oh, no. All right, I can't find the video. So basically what it is, is there's two people that come on, and the woman says, hi, my name's Molly, and I have long blonde hair and blue eyes, and my pronouns are she, her. And then the other guy goes, hi, my name is Weston, and I have short brown hair, glasses, and my pronouns are he, him. And so then they go in and they start talking about whatever they're talking about. Then all of a sudden there's this another woman that comes on and she goes, hi, my name is Mary and I have long dark hair and brown eyes and glasses. And I'm at the Microsoft campus and... We recognize that this has the, been the land of the, the, and she comes over, she rattles off like six Indian names. And I'm like, really? What? Yeah. She's like, I, I understand that, that this land used to belong to the, the Hakalugi tribe and the, I don't know, a bunch of them, a bunch of different tribes. And I'm like, my God, can we virtue signal anymore? You bought that land for a certain amount of money. Now you own it. That's all I can tell you. I mean, I just think virtue signal signaling is stupid. It absolutely is. I, I can't stand it. I'm wondering how long is it before the normal people just strike back? And, and this is what I'm talking about. Like right now, this uh, trial of Kyle Rittenhouse is really starting to, starting to heat up because unless you're a moron, you can see that this is absolutely 100%. No bones about it. A case of self-defense. The kid did everything. He tried to run away, and when he couldn't and he got cornered, he turned around and he used his gun. And the prosecution, this should have never even been a trial, but the prosecution is now trying to, they're reaching for everything that they can to try to convict this kid. And he's screwing up. He's got the judge yelling at him. He might end up getting disbarred. I don't know. When do we say, you know, that we're not putting up with this shit if we, we tell a joke you know, we're not going to get canceled. That is one of the dumbest things that I have a problem with. You should not ever just be thrown down into the dirt and have everything that you worked for just be thrown into a dumpster because you told a fucking joke. I, I don't know what's wrong with the people that are my age that are slightly older than me or younger than me. They're scared to death. No, they need to grow a fucking backbone. Well, I think what you need to do is have mutual, uh, like what we have with Russia and China. We have right. enough nuclear warheads that if we ever get into a full-scale war with Russia and China... Uh, nothing's left. There's nothing <laughs> left. 
So that's what we need to do. The, the, the other people, as soon as uh, people attack and try to cancel, what you do is you take and you take one person and you call them from the herd and then you cancel them. You get them fired. You go after their advertisers. You do all that other stuff to them. And then you put the fear of God into them like they're putting the fear of God into you. You don't want to be that person that gets singled out. And that's what's going on right now. People are I mean, muzzled because they're afraid that if they say something wrong, they're going to get called out and canceled. I mean, I think even though it's a really dumb quote, the, the only thing they fear is you. Exactly. Well, that's what Trump said. He said, they don't fear me. They fear you. Or they're not mad at me. They're mad at you. Right. It still honestly amazes me how much Trump is still brought up in the media, even though he hasn't been president for how long? 11 months. Not even on social media whatsoever. Right. And somehow everyone still manages to blame everything on a president that we don't have anymore. Well, they tried that this November and it didn't go well for uh, Virginia. And to be honest with you, they're still counting votes in New Jersey. They don't even know. They don't know whether Murphy has won or not. They're shitting their pants over here in New Jersey, just so you know. Uh, did you actually uh, see Biden's most recent uh, Facebook update? No, I have not. Oh, yeah. It's it's wonderful. <laughs> Everything that he says is 100% correct. For Biden? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. You want to put it up or you can't put it up, can you? Can you share your screen? I don't know if you can or you can't. I'm trying to find the Facebook status. Let's see if we can find old Sleepy Joe. Oh, is it uh, the Great Negro? <laughs> is that it? No, but that I didn't even see that. Oh, my God. Hang on. I got to go to this. It says the Great Negro, says Joe Biden, about Satchel Page. Holy shit. Some fast food places have actually had uh, supply issues. Yeah, I got a paper straw today. I've had that myself. Um, where I work, we ran out of both not just lettuce, but three cheese as well. Really? Yeah, because we didn't get it from our suppliers. But uh, no, no, don't fear that, though, because Biden says last week we took a monumental step forward as a nation. Not only did we learn that our economy has created 5.6 million jobs since I took office and reached an un unemployment rate of, of 4.6. Hmm. I don't believe that because there's still a surprising amount of people I know that don't have a job. Well, do they want a job? No. And that's what I feel like, too. I don't think anyone wants one anymore. Oh, this is the one right here. Jobs are up. Wages are up. Home values are up. Personal debt is down and unemployment is down. We have more work to do, but there is no question that the economy continues to recover and is in much better shape today than it was a year ago. Have you tried to go out and buy a piece of steak lately? Have you tried to go out and find chicken? Yeah. I think he's trying to bury the country. I mean, there's not one thing that he has not done that has helped this country at all. Everything he's done has made shit worse. I just found it as a surprise that one of my liberal friends shared that and said, literally, none of this is true. It's not true. Everything that he's just saying is not true. What he just said is not true. Is that what he's saying? He's saying that Joe Biden, what Joe Biden's saying is not true. Yeah. Your liberal friend said that. Yeah, because obviously he probably lives in the you know same type of circumstances that I do. Which is? Well, one, not easy. Okay. Rent, 
paying for individual bills, making sure I can eat and all that is nice. Don't get me wrong. Right. But the idea of living paycheck to paycheck is one of the most depressing things that I've ever had to deal with. Absolutely. I mean, there's times, I'm, I'm not going to lie, there was a time where I was living on my own, I was between jobs, and the only thing I had, and I didn't know where my next paycheck was going to come from, and I didn't know if I was going to get thrown out of my house. Right. I had a loaf of bread and a jar of peanut butter. And I ate peanut butter and bread for a couple of days until I was able to find something to make enough money to make the rent and get a little bit of food. Right. And I was older. I was in my early 50s when this happened. Dude, I think as fucked up as it is, I think this whole, you know, people my age, even people younger than me, trying to have their own place by themselves is kind of ridiculous. It depends on your area. Well... you know, back in the day, what you would do is you get four or five of your buddies. Yeah, exactly. And you'd and rent a house. You'd rent, yeah, you'd rent a house and then you would d- divide everything up. And as, as you got a better job and, you know, people would move out. But there was always yeah. that one guy that would just keep bringing in new, new blood to the to the commune. And uh, he would live there for like 10 or 12, <laughs> 10 or 12 oh, years. Jesus. Yeah. I'm glad that was never me. Well, not yet. I still have years to prove it. In the 70s is when the last time that the inflation went on, you know, went like this. People were, it was tough. It was tough. And I do not, like I said right now, I don't know what they're going to do or how they're going to change this. But it just seems like that as much as the economy wants to take off, it seems like Washington's digging their heels in and pulling the reins back. I don't know. What do I know? I don't know uh, enough to know. Enough you want to hear anything. this, John? Sure. Uh, near me, a one-bedroom apartment is $967 a month. That's cheap. Here, a one bedroom. Well, I mean, yeah, you're also in that area. Yeah, it's, t- it's one bedroom here. Where it's between, fucking expensive. Yeah, it's twelve between twelve and fourteen hundred dollars a month here. Right. So, but no, even like, yeah, I know I have a shitty job. Do you really? I mean, I mean, I don't know. This is the easiest fifteen dollars an hour I've ever made. And I guess that's minimum wage, but now it's minimum wage. Yeah. Which really makes me feel like shit now because you you worked your way up and then all of a sudden they raised minimum wage and then you're yeah. not going to get up you're not going to get a bump up i'm not going to get shit right you're gonna have to quit and go somewhere else to make more money that's what you're gonna or have to do threaten to quit and then they're gonna beg me to come back maybe like they always do maybe or maybe not but it, it's, who knows it, like i said I, I i probably do need like a change of things i've been doing the same thing for five years so I think, you know, being young, I think it's good, actually, you know, not jumping around to jobs, but, you know, switching off as long as, you know, you're sticking around for a while mm. and not calling off all the time. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, like I said, you know, we used to go out and we would do like we would see. And again, I'm right outside of Philadelphia. So we would go to Philadelphia. We'd go to comedy clubs. It wasn't really yeah. that expensive. It was pretty cheap. You would go to a comedy club. Tickets were like $15. Maybe twenty dollars to get in. You bought two drinks and you saw a comedy show for the night. It was pretty cool. I don't even know what it would be like now, as far as how much tickets would be. I saw the other day they were selling tickets for an NFL game, just an Eagles NFL game, two hundred and fifty dollars a ticket. Holy shit! Right, two hundred fifty dollars a ticket, and it's fifty dollars to go park. So if you're going to go on a date to an Eagles game, it's five hundred dollars and fifty dollars to park just to just to get there. What's a ticket like to go to the Lions game? Uh, nothing, because nobody wants to see them because they suck. <laughs> they do suck. 
Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the Eagles beat them 44 to 6. That's and how bad they are. And this is exactly why I watch college football and not NFL because Mich- at least Michigan and Michigan State are have good. something and know how to play. Yes. And Michigan State has beat State I think like 6 years in a row. I'm uh, has beat regular Michigan in like uh, for 6 years in a row now. So are you a Michigan or Michigan State guy? Oh, Michigan State guy. Okay. Through and through. I mean, they're they're always the underdogs because they always perform worse than Michigan does, like overall. Mm-hmm. But somehow State beats Michigan every single time they play each other. I got to be honest with you. I, I'm not a big fan of college sports. I don't know why that is. I guess I don't know the players that well. Probably. I just think that college players play harder, at least in football. You know what? I I would say that you are probably correct. Although it's not as, it's not the same game. It's not as fast. College, the right. college game college is, is way slower. It's a lot slower than the NFL. The NFL is just a, it's just a meat grinder, and you just watch people just getting. I mean, every every team, the injuries in one game is ridiculous. Yeah, they went to you this. You just watch thirty-two people collectively get CTE at the same time. It's the truth. I think uh, if I was the NFL Players Association, one thing I would do is I get rid of the kickoff. I would, I would get really, rid- yeah, I would get rid of the kickoff, and the ball would start on twenty-five yard line. Get you're running at a high rate of speed, and you're slamming into each other. That shit's awesome. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, even the punt. I don't know. Again, I'm I'm stupid. I I just I, I mean I don't guys- think you're stupid. I just have i think grown up with a little bit like more of violent material than you have yeah well like what i, I actively had available to me growing up yeah but see the compared thing, to you well the nfl back when i you know 10 15 years ago oh was, they didn't even have proper pads oh no their, their pads were bigger back really? in the they oh, were yeah, in the 80s yeah you should see the shoulder pads and the pads that were on them they were bigger but now they've made them smaller and they're supposed to be better and all and i don't think they're working as well i really don't no i think it makes the players more compact and deadly yeah they're faster i think you gotta you know what you gotta do you gotta put more pads on them slow them down you know what you really <laughs> have to do what's that put rocket boosters on them make it more interesting <laughs> just, just crash they're getting paid millions of dollars yeah not to kill each other They'll be fine. Like your buddy Colin Kaepernick says, all these people that go to the combine are like slaves. They get poked and prodded and measured. Oh, please. No indignity has been left unturned. As we, give you, 35, as we give you a $35 million signing bonus. Right. You know, and a contract where you never have to work again. You slave owners, you, you NFL owners. A man could only wish. I hear... That they don't even know if he's black. They don't know uh, what his father uh, is. His, uh, oh, his, no. <laughs> his mother is white. They don't know who his father is. And from what I understand, he might be Middle Eastern. So he might not even be black. Could you imagine? I want Colin Kaepernick to spit in a tube and send it out to the, one of those 23andMe uh, places. I want to know how black he is. And if he's not <laughs> black... I want him to apologize for cultural appropriation and shave that fro off his head. You know, honestly, that's not a bad point. Right? Because how ridiculous would it be if, you know, John was out here being, you know, what? Yeah. always black lives matter and that he's black and all of a sudden he's not black. 
If you look at Colin Kaepernick, he has a lot of white features. But I thought that was just because his mom was white. But if his father's Middle Eastern and he's not black at all. There will definitely be some questions that have to be answered. I agree. Oh, how glorious would that be? No, no, I, I think it'd be pretty funny. It would be, it would be amazing, but he'll never do it. And no, again, of course they, not. They won't make him because he's on the right side. If he was a conservative and this came out, they would say, Colin Kaepernick is not black. It's cultural appropriation. He needs to prove his blackness. Right. Right. Absolutely. I don't know. I'm out of stuff. And since you didn't do any homework because you were fighting with the misses. Uh, yeah, and, uh, aggressive fighting. I thought I was uh, playing an old-fashioned game of uh, Quake with the friends back in the day, and that's how aggressive it was. Yeah. Have you, have you had the makeup sex yet? Oh, uh, yeah. You have or not? Oh, well, then we it, oh, it's not even. <laughs> yeah, then it's fine. It's fine. You guys are fine. Honest to God, I feel cheated. I thought I was going to get into this big giant thing today, and now I feel cheated. Uh, I'm sorry. Listen, next week, start another fight with her and stay broke up so we can do this again. Oh, no, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that would technically be gaslighting. Exactly. Or, no, uh, <laughs> low-level troll or master troll. That's... I, I don't know. I mean, repeated doing it, I think it really all depends. Like, the shit that Bob's doing is master-level trolling, even though he acts like he's not. Yeah, he, I he, know what you're doing, Bob. <laughs> yep. Old Bob, he is the master-level troll. He thinks we're not on to him, but we are. He no. thinks if he, he plays like, I don't know, man. I don't no, know why I'm too saying. dumb to do that. Yeah, I'm just, too dumb. I'm just a dumb Alabama. Go roll tide. I don't know. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's a fucking evil genius. And if you want to check out me and Bob or Bob and I or however you correctly say that we're on the Boomer Bunker show and then of course Devin and uh, the Tasmanian Devil was on a show that has a, a name for every day and it's yeah, on Monday YouTube Monday through Friday Content and, Kings or I think a Man Brain Podcast on YouTube yep either one will take you there so you can check them out and they do most mornings yeah and most mornings uh, if something insane isn't happening Right, 8 o'clock. Or if I don't oversleep. Oh, dude, the other day when I found out that there was a problem, I tuned in and I was watching a little bit and it didn't look like you were that much affected. And then the master level troll said, oh, you got to go to the end. He was so wasted. He turned his camera off. And when they signed off, he wouldn't even talk. That was fun. Yeah, I need to stop doing that. You, you love getting blasted on that show. Uh, I mean, hey, man, some, I just don't know ever what to talk about every single time I try to. Uh, I'm always called a, I'm alt-right. So what? Own it. I mean, it doesn't bother me. It's well, just... Lean into it. Lean, um, lean into it and give that liberal Tasmanian devil a piece of your mind. Uh, I have been trying to recently a little bit. The master uh, level troll thinks that the Tasmanian devil is the kiss of death. Everybody's life that he interacts with has issues. Oh, Bob actually said that? <laughs> I don't know. No. Oh. But I like okay. <laughs> just like starting shit. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. I'm saying it. I'm saying uh, no, it. No, it sounds like something he would say. No. I, he didn't no, say it. Oh, no. Okay. I, uh, I'm saying it right I now. I disavow that statement. <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll be back here next week. Uh, another gaslighting podcast. And 
Devin, you promise to bring three items next week, Devin? I'll figure it out. I will make sure to do it early, just like I did last time. Okay. All right. We're going to give you a pass because you and your girlfriend had a fight on Monday. Was it uh, Monday? All right. You got, I got a <laughs> knife pulled on me. I'm sorry. Did you get stitches? No. Well, then you didn't get a knife pulled on you. Shut oh, up. Oh, my God. Of course it doesn't matter. Ooh, look at me. Oh, oh big old older man than you. I've been through worse. It Pussy. Can't, it can't even be close to my... The things that happened to me. Pussy. Fuck off. Big pussy. I bet you didn't even need a band-aid. Pussy. I never need a band-aid. I bleed. I free bleed. Glass, uh, glass lighting. Gaslighting pod at gmail.com. Gaslighting pod on Twitter. And also in the show notes will be a link to our Discord. So come on over and uh, hang out in the Discord. Oh, yeah, do that. Do you uh, notice that uh, there was someone that came over that was like Rachel something? Somebody was in there trolling. Nah, I was a little bit sus of that. Ah, uh, yeah. I was a uh, little worried about that. I found out who it was. So who was it? B-Rad. Oh, it was. <laughs> good old B-Rad. I mean, that, that was a good troll for a little bit. I was just like, that better not be fucking branding. <laughs> I wasn't engaging. I understood. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, at the end of the night, say a prayer because John has finally grown up and understands what trolling is. Also, go fuck yourselves.